0: Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this.
1: This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast.
0: Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in.
1: Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right
0: thing since 1952.
1: Woo, baseball! You know, the beauty of baseball is you can sit next to your neighbor and have a conversation, or you can just completely ignore them. Baseball spoken here. It's time for the second game of our radio doubleheader. That is a reviewable play, but the Yankees choose not to review it. A swing and a drive to Deep Bright! Away back off the pole! This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. A deep dive on baseball and the hottest topics in sports. It's two to two in the bottom of the sixth, and I just can't get my eyes off that man with the tall head.
2: It's quite a game, but man, that guy is ugly. You know, that guy hasn't blinked this entire game? Just a dead-eyed idiot out on a Thursday
1: afternoon. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. We're going to be awesome for you right now. On 1080. Hey, one for one. That's about a thousand, dude. As baseball. Help us, please. Somebody help us. The fan. Yeah.
0: Hey, I remember syrup sandwiches and gram allowances for on them with some counterfeits, but now I'm counting. Welcome into the second hour of the hot corner. If you missed any of the first hour, you can check it out on the Les Schwab Tires podcast. That is tweeted out at 1080thefan.com. You can also find it on the website. I believe you can also get it on iTunes and all that jazz wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, getting into this, sitting here, alone in a studio, I have Joe behind the glass. Mike's sick, allegedly. I wonder what game Mike's playing right now.
2: Probably Red Dead Redemption 2. You think so? (laughs) Is he that kind
0: of guy? Is he a rock star kind of guy?
2: Well, I I don't think you have to be any sort of guy for that game. I feel like everybody is playing that game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. My Reddit seen, is just completely full of it. Have
2: you, uh, by chance, seen any of the new South Park episodes? No. Yeah, they've been they've been spot on this season. Yeah, I will say they've gone I feel back. Like
0: they've been spot on the last couple of years.
2: They they they're always spot yeah, on. Yeah, let's let's be honest. But they kind of they went back to their roots, bringing back a lot of old characters in this season, Ooh, which is nice. Okay. But these uh, last two episodes, I believe they. <laughs> The police chief basically doesn't want to do any investigations or work because he just wants to go home and play Red Dead Redemption 2.
0: Sounds great. He's like,
2: all right, my shift's over. I got a train to rob over in Blackwater. And <laughs> just starts <laughs> listing off all these references. It is great. Oh,
0: man. Finds out
2: his wife is actually playing on his saved game.
0: <gasps> oh! How dare you? How dare you? That's a call for divorce. Yeah, I uh, I'm not a video game person. I bought an Xbox 360 eight years ago. Something like that. I don't know. Played Skyrim for a little bit and used it as a DVD player before I got on Apple TV. Downloaded some apps. All that kind of cool stuff. So then I borrowed the first Red Dead Redemption. I've been playing that a little bit lately. You know, for all the free time I have. It's it's a good game. I get why people like it.
2: Well, hey, Rockstar,
0: man, they, they I know, know I was what they're like, doing. I was like, how's this game going to be? Is, am I going to be any good at this? Because I'm terrible at video games. Somebody was like, it's like uh, it's like Grand Theft Auto, but uh, in the Old West. I was like, oh, I know how to play Grand Theft Auto.
2: Um, now this is you know very much a stretch of a headline. Red Dead Redemption Two is true art. This was an opinion article on uh, the New York Times. Yeah. Um, but they made the case that um, it's one of the biggest media products ever, entertainment products ever. Really? Because it earned, and this is honestly like when you think about it, is Amazing that Red Dead Redemption 2 earned seven hundred and twenty five million dollars in just three days. What? Giving it the highest grossing opening weekend of any entertainment product ever.
0: How do you make seven hundred and twenty five million dollars in three days?
2: You sell the game for right. sixty bucks a pop. You have all the in game content that you can that kids can buy and stuff is like that. Is there more in
0: game content to buy? I'm guessing. Is so is it like I EA mean, where you just have you can only pay to get better, you can't just naturally get better?
2: Oh, yeah, so that's a good point. Yeah, EA really only does that, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd have to look into that, but that's why wow. I think that's the only way they're making 725 million off that that's game. So
0: insane.
2: Yeah, like and just that sentence alone, giving it the highest grossing opening weekend of any entertainment product
0: ever. Well, it dominates <laughs> my Reddit thread. What's weird, I don't know why I do this. I think I do this literally as a bone to throw to my co-host on two shows the hot corner and the beers on us podcast is i kind of follow i i follow the gaming subreddit <laughs> and i don't know why cuz i don't game but it like uh. lets me know so i kind of know what's up maybe it's because i'm a nerd at heart you want to feel in the loop <laughs> i just don't happen to be a gamer but i everything else i love is extremely nerdy so if i run into somebody that's that kind of likes like if i run into like a star wars nerd and they want to talk to me about star wars i got some but if they start going on a tangent about like the elder scrolls or god of war <laughs> you know i got I got i gotta kind of know what they're talking about a little bit at least yeah i guess fans of god of war are not happy because wasn't that supposed to be the game of the year
2: Oh, I don't know. I I like God of War. Is this really turning into a gaming segment without Mike Lynch? Yeah, I think so.
0: I think so. Yeah, I read a bunch of crazy stuff that, like, God of War is sad that they're not the game of the year anymore, and it should be Red Dead Redemption, but it's going to be Fortnite instead.
2: Oh, man, I just can't wait to tell Mike. I don't know if you or I should text him tonight and just be like, hey, man. Yeah. Talked a little video games tonight.
0: I know. You're There's, like, what? Here's the other crazy thing that I've learned in this video game world. Okay, now I have to preface this as I've done it multiple times in the last eight minutes of this segment, but I'm gonna say <laughs> it again. I don't know anything about video games. I don't know anything. Mm. I don't know how to play them. I know Skyrim, and that's it. That's I mean, that's that's a good foundation to have. But this game, this Red Dead Redemption 2 game, is sweeping the world. It is
2: insane. I mean, Fortnite still has a definitely a, uh, a hold on that younger demographic, but I don't know. None of my friends play Fortnite. I don't know anybody that plays Dude, Fortnite. That's what I'm saying. Is like that younger demographic. And hey, man, the teenagers. That's that's who has all the money. But though. I guess
0: all the athletes play Fortnite.
2: That's true. A lot of NHL players. It's been a problem with the NHL. All European football players. Hmm.
0: I mean, Antoine Griezmann. Right, who's a, who's a midfielder for France, mm-hmm. all throughout the World Cup. You know, he scored – I think he scored five goals, something like that. He after had every that goal, celebration. In after the, every goal he scored, he did a Fortnite dance. Yeah, he did the World
2: – in the World Cup final, yeah, he did one. That's I mean, right. he's 23.
0: And that's the thing so is – So that might be it.
2: Well, there was um, – see, and it's all full, full circle. We're, we're coming back to sports with this stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there was um, – a, and I'll have to find exactly who it was who said it, but there is a top 10 or first-round selection in the NHL draft either this year or last year who's not going to make the NHL because of a video game addiction. I heard this. Yes, and like you have to realize that some of these kids in the NHL, I mean, also it happens in the NBA too, but these are like eight, 17, 18, 19-year-old boys yeah. that are going to these teams, and what are they doing in their off time? Playing video games. Playing video games. Playing Fortnite, so. It's
0: so crazy to me, man. I never played video games in my free time, ever. I mean, I came from a household. My father wouldn't let me have video games. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Sheesh. I wasn't allowed to have a video game console. I got I got a regular Nintendo and NES system when I was, like, 10 from the kid down the street who didn't want it anymore, and knowing my dad's strict rules about video games, I would play it every once in a while when they were, like, outshot. I could pull it out, plug it in the TV. Like I knew how to do it real fast. Play it for about 20 minutes and then be like, okay, they're coming home. Better put that away. One day my dad caught me. Oh no. And he said, get that out of my house right now. And I said, okay. And I put it in a box and I walked out the house and took the long way around and then went into the garage and hid it in some stuff. Oh yeah. And then we moved from Spokane to Vancouver, Washington. <laughs> and you forgot it. No. And I hid it in the truck uh-huh. in the big moving van. And then it still <laughs> sat in that box hidden in my room for years until one day I pulled it out when I was like 17.
2: <laughs> and your dad's still like, no video games. No, he never,
0: he never knew. And at that time, he didn't care because the damage had already been done. Right. Like I didn't play video games. Yeah. I was like outside and playing sports and, you know, driving cars and chasing girls like you should be doing when you're a teenager um or or guys whatever you're feeling (laughs) and uh and so i have that nes to this day i had still works like that's impressive i just put it in drop it down press on and it goes
2: you know i'd have to track i mean that's much more dated than my game boy color but if i track that down and threw some double a's in that bad boy i could definitely play some pokemon red on there Mm. And my dad, you know my dad, he's uh, likes to be funny guy. Yep, yep. Before I knew what Playboy was, the magazine, he always used to like to refer to my Game Boy as my Playboy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like six, seven, and he, you know we're about to leave on a trip or go somewhere. He's like, all right, you got your Playboy or whatever it is, and I'm like, Dad, it's called a Game Boy. All right, not knowing what that <laughs> Playboy. So then I grew up, I'm like, he was just being a smartass the whole time, basically. He's like, oh, I'm going to call it Playboy, and he doesn't know what it is. <laughs> you just didn't know? Yeah, I'm like, you douche.
0: Oh, man. Well, that was our video game segment.
2: There you go. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> Wrong that? time to be sick, bud.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Mike would be like, all those games suck. It's all about the new Fallout. Duh. You guys play PUBG? Yeah. <sighs> I did see something funny that was like, I miss the days of when Pokemon Go first came out. Those are like the happiest four days of everyone on Earth's <laughs> life when we all lived in peace and harmony.
2: Could, could walk, all get along. Could
0: walk through the neighborhood at one o'clock in the morning. I never
2: knew I could do this walking through a park thing. This is were, amazing. There
0: were no gunshots because even the drug dealers were playing Pokemon Go. <laughs> oh, it's all right, man. come in my backyard, and catch this Pikachu. Yeah, you need this, you need this. I already got three, man. You can get this one. All right, when we come back, let's talk trash about the Mariners. We'll do that next. This is Portland Sports Leader,
1: 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan.
0: It's 818 here on The Fan. This is the Hot Corner. We do this bad boy every Single Wednesday night. Mike will be back next week. Podcast drops tomorrow. Blazers currently losing right now. 66 to 59. Color me shocked. I mean, I don't know uh, what else to say. That's just how it goes. Oh, hey, Powerball. 171 million. I learned that from the Blazer game right now.
2: Oh, man. I know this is going to turn into a bash on one Northwest team, but this is why you don't get excited about a 12 and four start.
0: This is why you don't get excited about basketball that takes place before February. Everyone says Christmas, so I'm going with <laughs> February. <laughs> Nobody cares about a league you can be losing by 30 and still win by 20. Ah oh, man. Ha! Well, the Seattle Mariners have decided that they are in full-on tank mode, full-on rebuild Uh, as notoriously having one of the worst minor league systems in baseball, it should be no surprise that the Mariners realize they can't get better because they can't get free agents and they have nobody to trade to get better. So why not do what the Astros did, what the Braves did, what it looks like the Padres are doing, what the Royals are going to try to do. And now this is a copycat league, as all leagues are, and this now seems like the Seattle Mariners are going to do. It starts with them sending literally their best player on the team, James Paxton. Yep. To the New York Yankees. Because who else would it be?
2: Well, now I'm glad that, or I'm really glad that Mike isn't here.
0: Yeah. Who else would they trade Paxton to? Of course it went to the Yankees. God. Like, DePoto's only been in Seattle for two years. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm in Seattle. If I got to trade somebody, I might as well trade him to the Yankees. Isn't that what you guys do here all the time? So Paxton goes to the Yankees, uh, and they they snag Justice Sheffield, Dom Thompson-Williams, and Eric Swanson, Justice Sheffield being their, uh, one of their top pitching prospects. The Yankees got from the Cleveland Indians for the Andrew Miller deal. Uh, so I'm very familiar with Justice Sheffield, and I'm interested to see how he works out. But uh, I think the more interesting part of this is how obvious this is to me, that it's a rebuild no matter what they say, no matter what they try to do, because it is clear that you can't rebuild without a farm system. They don't got anybody in there. They've had bad draft picks. Um, I think it all went downhill when Adam Jones got traded. I think that was the... That was the flag that was like, our farm system is hot garbage. Gosh, you're going real far back. And then they drafted Dustin Ackley, and things didn't pan out well. And then they got Kyle Seeger, which seemed like a hot, bright spot. And he became an average talent that they decided to give superstar money to, and game over. (laughs) Eric Bedard. (laughs) Yeah, Eric Bedard. That's one of the worst trades in the history of baseball. Still. Yep. To this day. I'm really hoping this isn't another Eric Bedard trade. Oh, that What if? I mean, there there are rumors that Justice Sheffield might top out at an above average reliever. Oh God, and that would be
2: scary. You know, I don't want to get to too many of my opinions because uh, it's a very Mariner centric uh, fair or foul coming up about okay. you know Robbie Cano and the Mariners in general. But I mean, what? Uh, You're speechless at this point because we've been saying the same things for the last three, four, five, six years. I mean, Mariner fans know it well. It's just like, where
0: does it end? I I think the scariest part of this whole situation, I think what's probably the most difficult to wrap your head around if you're a Mariner fan is that they are kind of in purgatory without a minor league system and being in a market that for some reason whatsoever is not able to attract free agents, you can only piece, like, small piece by piece get better, but you're constantly, you'll lose somebody to gain somebody, and that just keeps you in this window of, you know, 75 to 90 wins a season that you, you're you never, unless... Some dude just randomly plays out of his mind. There's no way to get over that hump. You're just kind of stuck, you know? Robbie Cano goes down with the suspension, and all of a sudden this team looks like a world beater. And then all of a sudden they're hot garbage. And I I really feel for Mariner fans because there's nothing you can do but blow it up. Right. And the days of your Felix Hernandez and your Kyle Seegers. And it sounds like really the only person that's untouchable on this team is Mitch because I heard it was going to be Eddie Diaz. But now I'm hearing rumors oh, that God, he's yeah. being dangled. Yep. And which which makes sense to me, because relievers have a short 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 lifespan. And with the season he just had, you're not going to get better value. No, Exactly. <laughs> And I don't know if, if you're Mitch Haniger, does this make you feel good or do you hate life?
2: Oh, you hate life for sure. Yeah. I mean, you just go and collect your paychecks. I mean, one thing with professional athletes, some of them learn is basically how to get accustomed to losing and just live in their life, Yeah, (laughs) which is, you know, and that's, I mean, to go back on another sport and another athlete, I mean, just me personally, who I watched a lot. This is what Tony Romo got killed for. It's just the whole, like, hey, man, like, it, it's just football. Like, at the end of the day, I'm going to go home. Haniger's going to have to have that mentality for the next few years. Like, hey, yeah. dude, it's just Mariners baseball. Like, I'm um, whatever, you know, I did good. All right, I'm going home.
0: Got to keep playing well to make sure when that arbitration comes up that he makes his money. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: So, I mean, it's going to suck. He's going to have to grit and bear through it all. Um, And so are Mariner fans. I mean, this... I mean, they're going to move Gene Segura.
0: Like, I'd keep him.
2: Yeah, at least. I'd I keep mean, him. Right now, all signs are pointing that, like you said, it is going to be a complete blow-up. I have it – I find it very hard to believe that you're going to be able to get rid of Paxton, Segura, Edwin Diaz, and Robinson Cano all in the offseason. The Cano one worries me. That I, one very much yeah, worries just me. just because of that
0: contract. Yeah. You, someone might take a flyer on him at the trade deadline. You know? Right, yeah, to You're make not that re- playoff push. You're not right? going to resign Nelson Cruz, so no. there's 20 mil, 18 mil off the books there. Oh, woof. Check this statement from James Paxton. And when asked about being traded to the New York Yankees, he says, quote, I couldn't be more excited about it. It's going to be a fantastic opportunity in New York, always expecting to win the way I do. I'm looking forward to being part of a fantastic team. Jeez. Wow, Well, and how coming, excited are you? Well, and
2: coming from the dude who has literally like, shown no emotion over the last couple of years, especially when an eagle comes and attacks you during the national anthem and you just sit there all coy. That's one thing is James Paxton always seemed like a very stoic uh, guy and just, like I said, not much emotion. And yeah, he's probably jazzed to <laughs> go to the Yankees. Yeah,
0: I just – I think it's going to be interesting to see if the Mariners can move – kyle seager and felix hernandez i think those are the two names that i'm interested i don't think felix gets moved till the deadline to see what he's still got in him and yeah kyle seager's kind of like robbie cano like i could use this bench guy who plays solid defense uh but you're gonna have to pay 80 percent of his deal left i don't know woof have fun mariner fans Hey, to be fair, I don't want to pile too much on the Mariners. My Indians aren't too far behind.
2: Oh, no, they're probably going to go through what I just went through last season with my Orioles.
0: Yeah, they just said everyone's uh, available. I mean, probably not that bad. but Indians basically said we'll we'll listen to anybody except for Frankie and uh, Jose Ramirez, which I'm glad. Frankie's my favorite player. <laughs> the two best players on the yeah, team. Yeah, but I'd like to hold on to Klubs, but I guess, I mean, his value's mm-hmm. never going to be higher, and yeah, so – I'm with you guys this could be it the only difference is, is I've been to a world series and you haven't. Nan 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 or. <laughs> All right when we come back fair or foul as we do every single week at 8:30 but first here's Joe with sport. Is it fair? Oh my that goodness. A fair ball.
1: Or Is it foul? Well, he thought it was foul, I think. A knowledge test for Patrick and Mike to see how well they know the big leagues. Mathematics and strange symbols now as far as Major League Baseball is concerned. The OBP and the SLG and the ISO and the. You name it. And what our distinguished hosts think about the stories that popped up around the big leagues. Peralta knocks it into center. David tonight, two for two. A lead off single here in the fourth. And nobody noticed. This is Fair or Foul on the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan.
0: This is Fair or Foul. We do it every single week at 8.30. without further ado, our fantastic producer, Mr. Joel Fisher.
2: All right. So, uh, I said last segment that this would be a fairly Mariners centric fair foul. Bring it. So, we shall start there with
0: Randy a... Johnson.
2: Damn, you're good.
1: <laughs>
2: All right. Our first one is about Robbie Cano. Okay. Um, we've seen the posse. after
0: Jackie Robinson. Really? Yep.
2: Oh, I had that's no why he idea. wears
0: number 24 because he can't wear
2: 42. How about that? You learned something on fair foul. Um, So Robinson Cano Obviously we've been seeing some rumors about Mariners trying to shop him And uh, his big contract I don't think that's going to happen I don't think anybody's going to want to trade for that contract Um, And especially With what he's done the last uh, Five seasons with the Mariners Compared to what he did with the first nine With the Yankees uh, He's regressed I would say in his stats What hasn't regressed Is his paycheck Correct And has it gone up so much since his Yankee days that, fair or foul, Robinson Cano has earned twice as much money with the Mariners in four less seasons than the Yankees.
1: Ooh. Hmm.
0: Twice as much and it's four seasons with the Mariners. How how many years do you play with the Yankees? It's
2: five seasons with the Yankees, nine with the – excuse me, nine with the Yankees, five with the Mariners. So four-season difference. Hmm.
0: This has to be fair to me. He has to have made more money with the Mariners. Because I want to think the only reason he took that Mariner deal... Twice as much, though? Twice as much. Let's see. He signed that, like, $280 million deal. So, 280 divided by 8 is whatever. With that times 5... More than the nine years he played in New York.
2: Carry the six, bring over the four. Square I'm still going to say
0: fair because I don't think he made peanut. I think he made peanuts in New York.
2: That is indeed fair. Uh, Robinson Cano, in his tenure with the Yankees, nine years, and these numbers are just soul-crushing anyways, in nine years with the Yankees, he made $57 million.
0: Yeah, I knew it had to be something straight garbage. Yeah. Garbage, 57 million, man. Well, compared to the so five what he years, has now, yeah.
2: over the five years with the Mariners, he has raked in 120 million dollars. So the Yankees contract, uh, the money he uh, made, times that by two, and it's 114 million, just under two or uh, over two times the amount.
0: You remember how mad Yankee fans were that the Yanks didn't pay for him.
2: Yeah, I think they're just fine now. I think they're just fine. I think they, they are, are so yeah. So mad. And another Robinson Cano fact-based question about his statistics as a Mariner. Uh god, I love baseball reference too. I love it's such po- a great football st- basketball re- all those websites. Just
0: such a great website.
2: Fantastic. Um so fair or foul. Robinson Cano hit 300 with the Mariners.
0: Um, I believe this answer is fair, and I want to say he's done it twice in his five uh, years—a career or his five-year
2: tenure—as he batted 300.
0: Oh, for for his tenure yes, or just the season?
2: The tenure. Ooh, yeah, uh, I know. Yeah, he's definitely had a 300 season at least once with them.
0: Man, I. Oof. Oh
2: man. I'm looking at his stats right now, and it's just like, oof. I'm
0: just happy I'm not a Mariner fan right now. Yeah. I want, gosh, I want to say it's fair, but I think, uh, I'll I'll, I'll go with my gut and say fair, although I, there's a good chance it's foul. You
2: know, if we round up, yes, he was a 300 hitter, but he batted 296. Uh uh-huh.
0: which makes him decent.
2: You're looking at four thousandths of a percentage point. Yeah, like
0: like (laughs) five more hits in five years. One hit a year (laughs) gets him to 300.
2: He batted 309. Because I know he hasn't been bad. Right. It's just like I, I compare his five years with the Yankees or with the Mariners, obviously, to his nine years with the Yankees. When you pay a free agent, you're paying for what you are going to get, not for what he's already done. Right. I That's just general manager Joe Fisher sitting in the office going after free agents. I'm paying for what I'm going to get, not what they've already done. And when you look at not only just the stats, but the accolades, the MVP nominations that he got mm-hmm. with the Yankees, this is not, I don't think it's Mariner fans, Mariner's in general have gotten their money's worth out of Robinson Cano
0: well he had Hall of Fame written all over him had last year
2: had yeah alright and it's your own fault it is cheater yep should be sticking needles in your butt it
0: said cheater not cheater.
2: oh alright on to our last one to bring it all full circle here with the Mariners talk um it's been a long five years I mean that's when Cano was signed Felix was still in his prime. We had a young Kyle Seager. I think the year after they signed Robbie Cano, Nelson Cruz came on board.
0: Which I think we'll look back at the Nelson Cruz years in Seattle as pretty clutch. Dude, yeah. Pretty crucial years. I think Nelly Cruz brought a lot of that together. The boomstick.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I loved him as an Oriole. I hated seeing him go after that one year, and I've loved him as a Mariner. But I
0: think he just fit in in the clubhouse with Robbie and Felix and just... Seem to be a jovial veteran. There was, um, I was just
2: going to say, I like how he just roasted Robbie for like, <laughs> he just lost his all Fay ballot. But that Nelson Cruz, uh, what, a, what a great what guy. A guy. What
0: a good clubhouse guy. <laughs>
2: oh, my gosh. <laughs> all right. So with that being said, I mean, these five years, I forget how long DePoto has actually been in control of things, but we're now at the point where the Mariners are blowing everything up. So... Fair or foul? DePoto will be fired before the end of next season.
0: Oh, foul. I'll take a foul on this. I mean, well, well. Lock <laughs> back, lock back. I don't think he should be. I know if Mike Lynch were sitting here right now, he is very anti-Jerry DePoto. Uh, Mike thinks DePoto is a trade-happy machine that doesn't actually get anything done. I, he just likes trading.
2: I, I tend and to it, side with Mike on that. I, fair. Mean. I
0: I think that is a fine argument. However, what what is this? His third year? I'll have to take a
2: look. I felt like he's been there all five years that DePoto, or I mean that Cano has been
0: there. No, I think this is DePoto's third year, going into his third year. Okay. Um, I don't think he should be fired. I think if you hire a guy like Jerry DePoto away from the Angels, uh, who was very highly touted as, you know, a good guy to have and kind of a, a, a win for the Mariners i don't think you should fire him now will they uh i don't know i mean scott service is a good manager and one manager of the year two years ago and he could get axed at the end of this year because you know how it is yeah. it's like oh scott service you're a terrible manager well the team sucks of course he's a terrible <laughs> manager
1: how and am i supposed like, to manage this it's like
0: jerry depoto you should get fired too because the team sucks well of course i did trade everybody to do anything to try to rebuild this thing i don't think he should I will say he won't get fired next year, but I wouldn't be shocked if he gets fired the year after that.
2: He has been there since, uh, September 28th, 2015, which obviously their season was probably over by then. So this will be his fourth season coming up. Okay. Okay. Um, and how about this just on his wiki page? He is also a thyroid cancer survivor having undergone curative thyroid surgery in
0: 1994. Hashtag thyroid. <laughs> One of my best friends is a thyroid cancer survivor. Well, she's fighting it right now. And, uh, I know you're not listening to this show because you could give two S's about anything I do, <laughs> despite being one of my best friends in the world, But Thyroid cancer, boo.
2: Hey, raise some awareness, baby. That's a, I'm all yeah. for that.
0: Hashtag byroid.
2: Uh So, yeah, knowing that now DePoto's only been there the last three years, wasn't completely responsible, obviously, completely wasn't responsible at all for the Cano signing. Yeah. You know, I'll maybe walk back on thinking that he'll get fired before the end of next season. They might give him the full year. Yeah. Um, but if things go as bad as they as they're expected to next year, and you don't see any transactional improvement,
0: yeah, then
2: I think last year will be
0: his last year. Well, I think Depoto's gonna get judged this year on can he move? That yeah, can he move Cano, Seeger, Felix? If he can move those guys, Sabura. Make- somewhat good competent moves. I think I think Sheffield and and who's that who's the other kid? The outfielder is, is supposed to be kind of whatever, but Eric Swanson, Mike's told me that Eric Swanson's uh supposed to be a decent prospect if Sheffield's the right way. I mean, you just snagged one of the one of the quote untouchables from the Yankees. It's all going to depend on where that farms. It, it's going to be based on Media and how they rank the Mariners' farm system at the end of the 2019 season. Because if it's if it's go, if it's gone from 30 to 22, that's not good enough. I think you don't I, think that's good enough. I think ownership of the Mariners is literally going to look at articles written by media. <laughs> oh man, and say, well, because they're 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 an asinine organization. Their ownership—they're not invested in baseball. They never have been. They never will be. They'll look at it and say, if we're not top 10 minor league, then get out of here. And, you know, I laugh at that
2: notion, but honestly, GMs, managers, coaches, players, they do read a lot of that stuff and listen to a lot of things. To think that they don't is somewhat naive. Obviously, some of these coaches are super busy to where they don't have time to do anything else besides, like, watch film and look at numbers and crap, but we're sports fans here in the studio. We read articles and watch games. Now, they're sports fans, too. They're fans of their games, so they're going to read articles. They're going to look at things. They'll If they see one of their players pop up in a big article, why not read it? I mean, they're looking. So to say that the Mariners <laughs> will more so rely on the articles of Average Joe than, uh, <laughs>
0: I mean, hey, well, I can clearly listen to this show.
2: Will it hurt at this point? No, I don't think so.
0: Well, I'll turn this real quick and we'll get out of here because I know we're we're past the clock. But I'll turn this on you, Joe. Fair or foul? Scott's service gets fired before Jerry Depoto.
2: Oh, gets fired before Depoto. I would say fair. I, I, yeah, I think they would get rid of the manager before the GM.
0: I think he's the first casualty of this and I think yeah. that's BS. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's going to get fired. Yep, I and agree with And then they're going to go hire Lloyd McClendon or some garbage <laughs> like that. Bring him back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why not? Why not? Oh, Ken Griffey Jr., come on down. You're the man. No, 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 no. They'll hire A-Rod. <laughs> I love it. Mark my words. Put some butts in the seats. Mark my words. Mariners will hire Alex Rodriguez to be the manager of the 2020 Seattle Mariners. When we come back, we'll wrap this bad boy up. This is the Hot Corner. That's Joe Fisher behind the glass on Patrick Harris. 1080, the fan.
1: This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080, the fan. Blazers are winning, I
0: think. I turned it off. Watching uh Christmas vacation. Uh, Joe, you said something funny in uh over the break. Uh, Chevy Chase is a D-bag. Is that is that is that did I hear that correctly? Yes. It's just you because did hear he's that. like fat and senile on
2: community. No, no, that's not it at all. Like I know his role in community, but he is well documented a D. Oh really? Yeah, like plenty of quotes from past SNL members. He's one of those people that when he introduces himself, he catches you off guard with like a very lewd, inappropriate comment about your physical appearance. And everyone is just kind of so off guard, caught off guard by it that no one says anything. And he just like, okay, off to the next thing.
0: I'm Chevy Chase. (laughs) Like the guy knows he's Chevy Chase.
2: Yes, very much so. And so he says a lot of things that's just rubs people the wrong way, hard to work with. Um, like I, I was telling you the commercial break, there was an article I read just going down the rabbit hole one night and I was like, Oh, let's see how big of a douche Chevy Chase is. And it's yeah, a lot of quotes from former SNL members and Lauren Michaels and stuff and talking about his show that he hosted and how that was a bomb. And um yeah, Chevy Chase just kind of a kind of a D. <laughs> I always liked him. I also admitted during the commercial break that I haven't seen Christmas Vacation. That is
0: wild, dude. Hey, you get can- so good.
2: <laughs> Blame my parents. That's what that's a good
0: fallback. Blame my parents. Uh, well, Joe, when was the last time you lived with your parents? <laughs> Touche. <laughs> yeah. You have a child. So you got to watch like Frozen because it's wintertime. And we're then we're past that. OK, OK, good. So you got to watch Miracle on 34th Street. And then the kid goes to bed and then you sit up and drinks magnog and watch Christmas Vacation. You said you've seen Vacation, right? Yes, yeah. Christmas Vacation World and all that is hands down the best vacation. Yeah, that's what I've heard. It's probably my favorite Christmas movie. See,
2: and that and there's I ask myself too, with not just Christmas Vacation happens with a lot of movies. It's like, why have you not seen that, Joe? Hmm? Why have you not done that, bud? Huh?
0: It's pretty wild, man. I highly recommend it. I'm like trying to rack my brain not to get into, you know, uh, list radio that some people like to do, but uh, I'm trying to rack my brain and I can't, I literally can't think of a better Christmas movie than Christmas Vacation. Wow. Friday After Next is pretty good, but that's my mom talking. (laughs) That's my mom. My mom loves the Friday movies and her favorite Friday is Friday After Next because we watch it every Christmas night after dinner.
2: Well, guess what's coming to Netflix this December, bud?
0: What? Not just Friday after next,
2: but all three of them. All three of them. Yeah. I
0: know. She, I think her this is oh man. Older people in this in this world, older generations in this world are so baffling to me. If my mother had to rank the Friday series, I think she'd go 3-2-1. <laughs> I would go
2: 2-1-3. I personally like next Friday.
0: I would go 1-3-2. One. Three, two. <laughs> one? You get Chris, you get yeah. skinny Chris, Chris Tucker. Tucker, but too you get Mike Epps. Yeah, Mike Epps is pretty good.
2: And the dog and Chico, the yeah. the Mexican neighbors yeah, that's and stuff. True. Like, that's true. I mean, not I'm. I mean, you can make the same case for one with Worm. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's they're all great. Um, to say the third one, Friday After Next is the best one. That's. It's because it's my mom's favorite Christmas movie. (laughs) That's erroneous. I think it's her favorite Christmas movie. That's probably, I mean, still a funny movie, but that's definitely three on the list. You go to my mom's house and tell her she's wrong. Cat Williams, though, he's in that one. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And he's got a what's Sorry, this
0: bathroom is occupied. Yeah, he's got Terry (laughs) Crews in a vice grip. Open up! I gotta go poop, (laughs) poop.
2: Mister Pink or whatever his name is, Mister Pinky.
0: Cat Williams is pretty good at that. Oh, sorry. This room is (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Tekken.
2: Terry Crews getting fresh out of prison. Yeah. Come on, man. Give me a hug. He like
0: like rips his shirt off and he has has a phone book duct tape to him in case he gets shanked at the party. Oh, man. It's funny because Terry Crews is such a nice guy. He is. He's such a nice guy. He reminds me of like The Rock. Like, I can't look at The Rock when The Rock is ever trying to be mean. I can't look at him and be like, yeah, I'm real scared of The Rock. I mean, I'm scared because it's a physical specimen, but he's like a super nice dude. (laughs) Hi, I'm The Rock. I know, dude. You're really nice. You, like, treat people with respect and you, uh, you know, give to charities.
2: You're the Scorpion King, bro. (laughs)
0: And you've and in royalty. You've, you've almost been in more Fast and Furious movies than Paul Walker.
2: Well, because
0: of circumstances, Patrick. That is true. Did Jesus. you know they? Did you know that uh, Paul Walker had dandruff when he died? Okay. Yeah, they found out when they found his head and shoulders in the glove box.
2: Jesus. Okay, I'm gonna just start potting this up now. Pretty good one, huh? It's a good thing that no one listens to us, right? Pretty good thing. <laughs> it's pretty
0: good. Jesus, Patrick. I know that was really great. Really great. <laughs> well, yeah, because it, it it's not offensive. It's just squirmish. <laughs> Who did I offend? Me? Shampoo okay.
2: producers? <laughs> Head and shoulders a quality shampoo.
0: It is true. Now this there's,
2: there's a certain amount of time that something has to go before it's no longer offensive and it is funny. Um, and I want to say Walker not been
0: dead long enough.
2: No, exactly. Like, I want to say it was a South Park episode. Bring it back here. But it's like you can't laugh about something until like 22 point something years have passed since that what? incident. <laughs> 22
0: yeah. years. Oh, yeah.
2: Man. So, yeah, you got to give it another 20, 22.3 years. Yeah. So, yeah, way too early, Patrick.
0: All right. Definition of too soon is 22.3 years. (laughs) Okay.
2: Yeah, we're all guilty of that.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, somehow we made it through this. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate you as always. Appreciate you, dog. And uh, next week, uh, Michael will be back and get into some more baseball stuff. I'm sure a lot of... uh, trades and and signings will be happening and we'll we'll kind of dive into that stuff and who knows maybe something else from the sports world uh for joe fisher i'm patrick harris download the beers on us podcast tomorrow drops at 4 p.m on itunes google play stitcher radio.com and tinnythefan.com we'll see y'all next week go do something i would do like make fun of paul walker